Welcome to the 624 Pod, your home for all things independent films. We're going to discuss all the positives and negatives when it comes to independent filmmaking. We're going to have incredible guests from the film industry talk about the behind the scenes experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how the industry has changed in the past 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, minutes, hours, years. years. That's the point. It's always changing. And of course, we will always focus on independent filmmaking right here in our state of New Jersey. I'm Tom Baldinger. And I'm Mark Argadana. All right, let's do this. All right, so we're, uh, we're, we've kicked off season two. We've had some great guests. and it's been uh, a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun. So I think we've got, a, we've got another awesome guest coming on with us today. This is exciting. So uh, we'd like to introduce Ernie O'Donnell. Thank you for coming on to 624 Pod. Yes, sir. Ernie is, uh, is, is an actor, famous actor. He's done a sure. lot of writer, director, producer. Uh, lives here in New Jersey, 624 Pod, Ernie. We're talking about independent filmmaking, specifically here in New Jersey. Uh, so welcome to the show, man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Ernie uh, worked on our, our mini-series, or excuse me, our web series called Checked Out, which has not been released. Did we send you? Did you? Did I send you your episode? Yeah, you, yeah. Sent, me, you sent me some shit. It was good. Okay. All right, all right. Because I'm so amazed. I got to say, man. Uh, I was questioning it when I got to set because I've never seen it. I mean, I've seen it on big productions, but in the independent uh, world, it's very rare. I've never seen it. The two cameras set up, right? Both shots. And so you don't have to move shit around and waste people's time. And I even said it to you when we got on set. I was like, you're getting this. I mean, this is working. And you're like, dude, this, this, we got it. It works. And when you showed me the footage, Mm. I was like, holy fuck, man, he's, He's yeah. got a couple killer cameramen. Yeah, oh, he's, he's pulling this off. That's it's it's very impressive. I gotta say, thank, so thank you. Sometimes a dog finds his ass, you know. <laughs> yes, it's lovable. No, well, ass. I, you I love all ass. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you something. Uh, thank you for that, and I appreciate that. But I'm I can only take that much credit. It's it's the guys, the crew. Oh yeah, you guys. Those guys that was, I'll be honest with you, when you came on, that was day three or day four for us. And that was my first time working with two cameras. Not that day, really? for that project. Oh, okay. And because everything we shot before, the music videos, Who's Jenna, some of the other stuff, it was always on one camera. And Larry Gress and Richard Hall were were the camera guys, the DPs. And uh, they approached me with doing two cameras. And I was like, fuck, I was like, I don't know. Let's let's do it. And they walked. We we had a, a pre production, and they walked me through all of it. And they said, you know, this is how it's going to work. And after day one, I was like, holy crap, I love this. And we've been shooting everything on two cameras. We just shot the beer league, uh, the seer, the pilot with uh, with Jimmy Plummer. We shot that on two. Like it's it's definitely choreography, but those it's not me. It's those guys. They they do some great great work. Yeah, I mean, if they got the correct choreography. Uh, which is, it, it seems that they do. Uh, I mean, it saves a lot of time. I mean, the I watch form. them when they're working, and you can see that they have their own like language, and it's not just a language; it's they have their own body language. Like, right. Rich knows what Larry's doing just by how he starts adjusting. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that? No, that's that's my fucking oh. iPhone connected to my computer. That's my. Uh, <laughs> I think I just had a stroke, but they, <laughs> but they like, he sees how his shoulders moving and all of a sudden he knows where to move yeah. and you just watch it work and you just, wow. Okay. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, like like I, said, I was totally impressed. I mean, I've seen a lot of cool camera work 
but I, but as far as the independent scene goes, that was, that was pretty nice, my man. I got well, you. Thank you, thank you. It was it was a pleasure working with you, and we got to we got to do some more work together. I, honestly, I I thoroughly enjoyed working with you. You, you were, we had a lot of fun with you. You you jumped right into it. You were a true professional, uh, and. Uh, great timing yeah i mean i never had to give you any notes like it was just I, and that's we were just you know we had earlier we had a couple of different guests on we had a uh, siobhan uh fallon hogan and then Dan girl she's yeah. awesome. she's she's awesome I've uh, there are a few times i've been doing stuff whatever at the, at the theater there and she's, she's fantastic but yeah. it's working with people like i i've never i haven't worked with her yet i've worked with we worked with dan loria and working with and guys like yourself like true professionals you know like it's great to come on a set and look, Ernie, you know, this is as well as I do. Like there's a lot of actors out there that are working and you want to get them into the independent work, but there's some that kind of, you kind of have to kind of force them into it. And then there's people like these guys, right. Who just come on and, you know, makes our job as directors and producers so much easier. Well, it, and as, as a, doing independent casting makes the director look great. <laughs> you get right. a gurney step in, he knocks them out of the park you don't have to give any notes. It's like, wow, how many pages did we shoot today? Because pros come in and just make it happen. So talk to us. What's going on with you, man? What are you working on? What's next? What's happening? Well, I mean, it's funny you mentioned uh, Siobhan, uh, who's a good friend of mine. Um, I just finished a project uh, with her son, uh, Pete. Pete, yeah. Yeah, so Pete Hogan, uh, great kid. Um, but... Uh, He's involved in a horror movie I'm doing with my boy Troy Burbank from Leonardo Boys Productions. Nice. Uh, so it's a horror film. Uh, so he wanted to go back to doing some horror. We we did a um, a serious short. Uh, no, I wouldn't say a short, but I guess it technically it is. It was like 30-something minutes uh, where I played a, an abusive drunk uh, who loses his wife and has trouble with his son and, and you know, falls off the wagon. All My first real dive into... A, something that I've never tried before in this movie, Wasted Blind, that uh, Troy had wrote with me in mind. Uh, and I, that, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know if he put it out on streaming yet. Okay. Uh, I think he's working on some stuff to gotcha. get it out there. What's but, it called again? Wasted uh, Blind? Wasted Blind, yeah. And, but we did the film festival circuit. It won some stuff. We did. We did awesome. Yeah, we did okay at Golden Door up at uh, Jersey City. Ah, Serena's um, place, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one best best uh, short uh, drama. Ah, but, congrats. Uh, congrats. Yeah, Troy, I mean, Troy's, you know, been doing everything and anything with, with in the independent world to try to make his mark. But, uh, you know, he pushed me to the limit because I usually, you know me, I mean, I usually lean more into the comedy stuff and mm -hmm. you know, I like fucking around and having fun. Uh, so he pushed me into that. And thankfully he did because it was my first shot, and you know I think I did okay. I mean I'm not I'm never one to pat myself on the back, right. but uh, you know I was like oh okay you know I get a few more of these under my belt. I think I'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> but with that he's like all right I got something else I want to do and now I want to go into horror and I was like well fuck mm. I'm in anything to do with horror uh, I'm down. That's, I, I love that's horror, fun. Man. It's so much fun. Is uh, see, I'm, I'd be afraid to do a horror because I'm scared as I'm scared at horror films, so I'd be afraid to do one. Did you, uh, did you, it's great. We shot it in the Strauss house in Atlantic Highlands. Oh, nice. Where, um, don't go in the house, I think it was in the late 70s, was shot there, uh, as a horror movie, which is pretty iconic. So, nice. 
he was friendly with the lady who's uh, who takes care of it up there. And we shot it up there and did about 11 days or 10 days in the house, maybe. And then okay. a couple of days on location. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was fun, man. I mean, there's there's some good kills. I got a really, a really nice kill. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, they're a blast. They're a blast. And, and the, and, you know, when it comes to independent, making something like that, we we work with a guy called Mark Frado. I don't know if you ever heard of Mark. Um, I know the name. He does tons of independent stuff. Mm -hmm. This guy, Mark, is a, a, a one-man wrecking crew. Mm. He comes out there. His setup is simple. And this goes for all filmmakers. I mean, you do what makes you feel comfortable yeah, and what you know you can accomplish uh and stuff that i mean of course it's great to push push the envelope when you're filming shit yeah but if you got a, a rhythm and it works you stick with it right and mark's got a rhythm i mean he does the lighting he does the audio he does the cameras i mean he's running around like a nut he's got the sweatband on his head you know he's doing all these things setting it all up everybody always asks mark you need help you want me to do this nope i got it i got it i got yeah. it because he knows how he wants things lit. He knows how the sound's going to be, how it's going to bounce off this and that. That's and, awesome. And he doesn't even use, which he shot my short uh, a couple years ago. And I had the, um, what is it? The fucking clapboard. Slate. Oh, the slate. Thank you. I had the slate all ready to go. And he's like, what are you doing with that? I was like, well, we're going to slate every scene and everything. He goes, I don't need that. Ah. I was like, what? He goes, I, I don't need that. I don't use it. I don't have to have it. I, I'm doing everything. I, I I got it. It's all in my head. I have my notes. So he's got his own little magical way of doing things. Wow. It works. it works. And he's, you know, he's cost effective. That's great. That's well, that's smart. Especially with independent filmmaking. You gotta be you gotta watch right. your dollars. Right. You gotta watch your dollars. So, you know, my man Troy is able and myself are able to make things for, you know, not not a really an elaborate amount of money uh and plus you know how it is bro we call in favors left and right oh all the time all yeah. the time all that's, the time that's what it's all about i mean you got to call in favors can i get this location can i get that location can i borrow this car can i borrow you know this amount of clothing do you have a uh you know a fake we got fake guns we got fake pipes you know all this you know because that shit costs money yeah no for <laughs> sure and, and it's and you know <clears throat> it's funny and and ernie you've you've probably experienced this with people that you know friends or family of you that are not in the industry and they right. come on set right and you know they're watching the film being made and they're going i even think i think we said it yesterday when we were shooting some pickups there was we had an extra on and jimmy Plumbo yells out he goes all right he goes so this because we were shooting with some drones and stuff and right. you know just pickup shots some b-roll stuff and we were shooting that for a good 45, 50 minutes, just catching some. And he was like, and, and Jimmy just yells out to the extra. The extra's like, how long do we got to be out there here? And and Jimmy said to him, he goes, dude, he goes, this is like for like five or six seconds, but we need to get it all, you know? Yeah. And there have been people, you know, like Ernie, like like I said, like you probably had friends, family. They come on set, they watch, and they go, wow, this is a process. Like I didn't realize oh. how long it takes, how expensive it can be. Uh, and continuity is is enormous right and it's 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 a big process of independent filmmaking or you you film something and you put on social media you just wrapped i uh, just wrapped this and then somebody like i'm from ohio so i'll have a friend from ohio go like oh it's like when's it coming out I, go, I don't know we just 
yeah. yesterday and they're like yeah so what like a month <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 a month <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i said that i said that to troy the other day and i i kind of knew the answer but he likes to speed track some stuff and uh when we when we wrapped i said so what do you when do you when do you when do you want to get it out and he goes uh february probably i was like february I said, you know, we can get it done faster than that. He goes, yeah, yeah but I'm gonna finesse this one a little bit, you know. But it's there's a there's a you know, it's a weird kind of dynamic that I, I kind of live in. I love independent film. I love supporting it. The theater um, I I own in conjunction with Kevin, uh, the Smodcastle Cinemas. Uh, yeah. Uh, my friend Ashley and Jeff Swanton. Uh, we embrace everything independent. Anybody yeah. wants to bring a film there. We bring it there. We our rates are cheap, you know, because there's yeah. nothing greater than having an independent filmmaker get their movie in a real movie theater. Yeah, I mean, yep. if you deal with the, the the distribution companies, for you to get it into a movie theater, it costs you a good amount of money. I mean, it ain't it ain't cheap, right? You know, and they're always taking their cut. And if you go straight up to AMC or Cinemark or somebody like that, they're banging you over the head too. Yeah. But, we keep it pretty damn low. We offer 50-50 splits, you know, things like that. Um, so we've been doing really, really well with that. Um, are you having Are you having a lot of, I, I mean, I, I follow you guys on Facebook. So I my question is for general audience, are you getting a lot of it? Because I know what the answer is. But are you getting a lot of independent filmmakers coming to you, Smodcastle and going, you know, I need my, I need, I need the screen. I want to do this. Are you getting a lot of people out there coming out to you guys? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the good thing, I think what we did is uh, when we took over, I immediately had the Smodcastle Film Festival. Yes. I needed people to get introduced to the to the cinema, the theater, what we were doing, and yep. how we wanted to embrace the independent uh, community because that's where Kevin built his career. You know, he's an, he's an icon in the independent uh, cinema. For sure. So we wanted to do that. And that really did well for us. And we gained some traction and people just started calling us and wanting to do things and showing their movies there. Now, listen, I know that a lot of people just want to show their movie there to say that they had it at Kevin Smith's Smodcastle. Sure. That's fine. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. People respect it sometimes. I mean, whatever it is to get them in the door. But the key is to actually see your film on a real movie screen in a yeah. real movie house with your friends, family, and other people that pay to go see it. It's the greatest feeling in the world. And it doesn't matter if, and we've had this, if six people show up or if 230 people show up, mm. it, the, the numbers really don't matter. I mean, the fact that you're actually, you accomplished something, you finished a project and you got it on the big screen, that's all that really matters. I mean, you know, I don't care if the movie, isn't that great? Or if it's wonderful, I keep all that stuff aside. It's the fact that you accomplished that. Yep. And we're able to get it uh, into a theater. And the fact that we're a small part of that, it's just, that is so rewarding, my man. I'm, I'm telling you, it's just. No, it's, Ernie, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's the best feeling in the world, yeah. right? To get, to see your screen, to see your project up on the screen. And that's. Oh. You know, and I would, I, I, you, you heard House of Independence is closing. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. House of Independence is closing. It's gone. I, I think it's closing. I just saw a post about it. The oh, reason I'm bringing it, I'm bringing, yeah. the reason I'm bringing it up is my first film. We did Who's Jenna there, 
right? right. And, and who's Jenna? Look, I mean, it's I'm I'm proud of the film, but is it is it like the best movie ever? No, <laughs> like it's, it's it's you know it has some funny lines. It's fun, yeah. right? It was my first feature, but to to your point, right? So we rented the House of Independence. We hired, we had the the the, the original band that recorded music for the movie. We had them play live after the screening, and we had about like two hundred people there, and it was the fantastic that feeling of it was on the screen, right? And you know what you're offering to independent filmmakers, I would think that if I had a feature film and I had an opportunity to put it at the theater that Kevin Smith is a part of like, why wouldn't I be jumping all over that? Not only for that opportunity to see that screen, but for marketing purposes, like, oh, to yeah. me, you know what I mean? To me, it's a, it's, you know, like, it, you know, that for in order for you to get people to see it, you have to market it. Right. And when people, a lot of independent filmmakers, I don't think, think about this. They don't. Is, when you put your budget together, you need to have a line item called marketing and advertising, right? You need to have some money aside for that. Cause if you don't, you're going to have, to your point, you might only have six people in the movie theater. Now, it's a great feeling, but wouldn't it even be better to have? Yes, it, it definitely is. And I, I've had this conversation with many filmmakers, and I tell them all the time. I'm like, I will put your film on our social media. I will post it. It'll be on our website. Yeah. Uh, if we're lucky, I can, I can get, I, can, I don't promise it to everybody, but I said, if we can, and I'll try, I'll get Kevin to post it on Instagram. You know, all these different things to help where we can. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you don't try and push and market yourself like you're saying, yeah, it's not going to go. You're not going to sell tickets. And, I mean, and you it's, gotta push. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You do. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know the deal. I mean, if you don't put the work in, you're not going to get the the you know the, the results. What do you th What do you think about what's going on? I mean, now that SAG is, you know, they've come to an agreement. Things right. seem to the dust has settled in a way. But I was talking to somebody the other day about distribution, mm. whether it's movies, whether it's TV, and uh, your 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 producing friend um, told me sh she was out at AFM, and oh, she yeah. said to me, she's like Tom, she's like, it is the wild wild west right now for distribution. She goes, there nobody knows what the hell is going on. It's all everybody over the place. wants to think they know, but yeah. nobody, nobody knows. knows. And it's, it, you know, for, and I guess this draws, comes back to what you guys are offering because it's the wild, wild west, right? And because nobody knows why not take advantage here in New Jersey of a, of a place like the Smodcast Castle film, the theater, like use right. it, right? Take advantage of it. You have a venue to, to do something, you know, and if you're fortunate to, you know, get some of the right distributors or maybe you get an agent or two, let me ask you about that. How is that going for as far as some of the projects that are coming? Are they bringing in, are they trying to bring in, you know, the, the appropriate industry representatives or are people just kind of missing the boat on that, do you think? Well, but we are like, especially. Well, how to do it. Say again? Or they don't know how to do it. Oh, so so what we kind of offered and what we're, we're trying to do is, uh, like during the film festival, we we bring in uh, distributors and we have these these discussions and panels with the filmmakers about what they need to do uh, with their films and right. the right process, what to be, you know, leery of. You know, there's a lot of things. You know how it is, dude. There's distributors are like the devil. I mean, 
most of them suck. I mean, that's just the way it is. There are three <laughs> transparent ones out there that are pretty decent and okay. I mean, I'm with a distributor now that I'm very happy with, uh, MVD Entertainment, and I'm, you know, I'm, I love those guys over there. But uh, I think you've dealt with some of the similar ones that I have, and they they just eat you up. Oh so we, god! And they yeah. spit you out, and they don't care, and you don't get no money in return. That's right. Um, so we tried to inform a lot of those filmmakers what to look for, what not to look for, or just self-distribute yourself because right. that that is definitely an option, and it works if you hustle. But I will say this: because of our film festival, we had a handful of films that got picked up for distribution through those discussions. That's awesome. That's that's awesome for you guys. That's awesome for the next for your next years and going forward. Right, right. So that makes me feel really, really good. Uh, and I have no problem shitting on distributors because, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, they just, I, I just can't stand. I mean, what we need the most of is originality. Yeah. And, and it's all in independent filmmaking. That's where it's at. Right. I mean, and they're just abusing the shit out of these young filmmakers and, and, people who are trying to pour their hearts into these stories and they're just, you know, give them some, give them some fucking respect. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and let them do their thing and give them a little taste, a little bit, a little something to move on to the next project. I mean, not all of, not everybody has the daddy uh, of a, of somebody that has money that can just keep, you know, funneling into your project. Everybody, Say that again, not everybody has what? Say that again. Not everybody has that sugar daddy that can funnel money. Into right. their projects, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, right. There are a few out there. We know it, but most people have to, you know, they got to scratch and claw and do everything and anything to get money, and you know, it's it's tough. And it, at the end of the day, it's a business, and you know, ultimately, you want to make money. But if you're making independent film to make money, then you're in the wrong business. Right. Well, right. I mean, uh, you know, it's all about the passion. It's all and about art. the passion and the art, right? I think, yeah, I think, right? I think this guy here, Eddie Van Halen, said that when he was when he was growing up, and he said, you know, or when he became famous, he said, look, he goes, you know, someone asked him, what would you tell, you know, an up and coming, you know, music artist? And he said, if you want to be a rock star, you're you're in the wrong business. You want to be a musician, stay in the business, right? right. It's, you know, of course, you know, if he was Eddie Van Halen and he was making millions of dollars at that point, but yeah, but I think there's some truth to it, right? It's truth. You, you know, know, it comes, it's a simple little thing. It's, I, you know, listen, I don't know everything, but I've been around the business for, you know, almost 30 years and I've seen different levels of it. You know, I've worked with Kevin, so I've seen the big, you know, studio film system. I've been involved in it. You know, yeah. not that I've, you know, knee deep in it, but as of late, I'm kind of getting a little deep into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good. But my point is this, you know, I did this, you know, I do the small roles, you do the background, you do the work, you do the hustle, you right. do these independent films and you're always like, well, when's it, you know, when's it going to come? When's the shot going to come? When's it, when's it going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Everybody's right. And most people just give up, but if you grind it out and just, you know, Follow the path and, and, and be passionate about it. eventually. If it's meant to be, you're going to find it and it's going to find you. And it took me almost, you know, I'm going to turn 55 in a couple of days. 
it took me into my into my fifties to where it finally came together. Right. Right. Now, now things are starting to happen. But then, and that's, but that's the thing is you just got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding. You just grind it. And you know, does it suck? Yes, it does suck. But you know what? Like we said before, if you love, if you love something, you don't give a shit about all that other stuff. You just, you just do it to do it. You know, that's why a lot of these kids are out there just making films, regardless of how good they are or, or the production value or whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, we all can't make, you know, we all can't be Scorsese or Spielberg. we'd love to but you can't but that doesn't matter again as long as you're making it and it's making you happy and it's you know you're fueling that fire it's 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 there's no better feeling in the world and what you guys are doing i see you know you've been working hard for you know for years now bro and you know you keep pushing and that's you know that's what you got to do you know you got yourself a nice crew behind you and a nice cast and you don't forget certain people you bring people around you you surround yourself with good people and that's that's another thing that people forget about Mm, you got to surround yourself with the right cats right right if you don't it's it's just not it's not going to work you got to have a good environment when you're you, no, you have to, exactly you have to have good good relationships because because those good relationships lead to good networking you don't oh, know who yeah. they know you know all of a sudden you get a call you have dinner you know I'd sit down with ernie i say ernie I, I need a distributor whatever ernie goes hey tom you know what call this guy all right let me give him a call guy goes ah you know i don't i can't do anything with that project but you know what i know somebody else that might like this boom right, right. right. but it's that it's that constant networking it's that constant grind right. I, I hope people who are listening to this podcast when we air this independent filmmakers what Ernie is saying, what it, it's tr- just keep grinding. Don't give up. This business has has more no's than yeses, and yes. you know it, it's funny. I I I've gone through periods, and Ernie, you probably have as well, where I've I sit back. Mark, you have probably too, where you go back and you go, excuse my language, but you go, what the fuck am I doing this for? Right? Like why am I doing this? Right? I'm if banging stand up my- comic. You do that for six hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Big. Fuck am I? I'm like a long short truck driver, <laughs> long haul truck driver that's delivering jokes. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Well, you guys, listen, you comics are a different breed, man. I, I, oh, holy I, shit, are they ever right? I gave you guys all the props. I tell you, it's it's amazing what you guys do, and and you guys don't get enough credit. <laughs> I I tried. Listen, I'm no stand-up comedian. I mean, I do stuff off the off the cuff, and if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, it's not. But I don't give a fuck. I'm from Jersey, so it's you know, <laughs> you, just, you just let it fly, you know. That's but the I, slogan. When yeah, I, funny. Sometimes I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm from Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I did a um, a few years ago. I did a um, uh, a roasting of Brian O'Halloran with uh, my boy Chris Covert. And nice. was, yeah. 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 And uh I said to Chris, I was like, dude, I don't I, I'm no stand-up. He goes, Yeah, but you're funny, man. He's like, You do this, you do that. I was like, Yeah, but what you do is different. I mean, mm-hmm. all you guys, it's just amazing. I mean, how you guys are just you know, your timing and the way you 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 know portray a story, and it's just I said, I can't do that. And he goes, Trust me, you'll have fun. So I wrote mm-hmm. some shit, I did it, but I was like fucking fast. I mean. He's like, oh man, dude. He's like, you were great, but you were fucking quick. You were the quickest one up there. 
<laughs> I mean, I was telling the jokes, but I wasn't let you know, I wasn't like a pro like you. I was letting them, I was let, I wasn't letting them settle in, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, didn't let them absorb it. You know, I heard the laugh and I boom, next one, boom, boom, boom. I was like fucking Speedy Gonzalez up there. <laughs> you, know? you know, it just, it felt kind of weird, but it gave me a whole new respect for what you guys do. So I got to applaud you, man. I mean, oh, thank you. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some I, of shit and on set. And you were funny as fuck. So, oh, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I I really I enjoyed it. you and Patty together. You guys going back and forth. It was so hard not to laugh out yeah, loud. Really, like, yeah. I'm off camera. Thank God when you guys were arguing, I was off camera because I was cracking up. I was, was good stuff. It was great stuff. Yeah, it was very good. I mean, it's yeah. the whole, whole experience was awesome. I mean. You know, I got no complaints. Never. We uh, we're we're looking forward to to making some uh, some announcements for next year on what's going to be happening with checked out. So we've got we've got some we've got some irons in the fire, things working on it. So yeah, keep me posted. I mean, I'd love to see. What, I always like to see what you got going on. I mean, we we, we did a full nine episodes, so uh, we have actually a whole full season uh, for awesome. the web series. Yeah, so it's all it's all done in the can, ready to go. Very nice. Uh, but we. Uh, Right now, we can't say anything, but yeah, we, got, we, we got, got some fun. We stuff got some good on. stuff going on. Right. I know right. you. Gotta, I know you got to run, so it's uh, and I don't want to keep you too much longer. So we just we have a question. We're yes. gonna, we got, we're going to have you back. We, we have to have you back. Yeah. Um, but we have one question that we ask all of our audience, yeah. and I didn't prep you for this question, but I know you can bang this out. You can bang this answer out. It's going to have good answers. I'm excited. Me too. We'll see. All right. Here we go. Right now, your three favorite films. In in the theaters now? No, just in general. Just your three favorite. Oh, yes. Thanks. Up, you get you oh, get general. three movie. Well, one for me is is hands down one of the greatest movies ever made. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Is the Blues Brothers? So you can all yes. suck. Yes. Yes. So yes. I've watched that. I can't. I've watched it a million times, and it's just I'm a huge Blues Brothers fan. So. Uh, People are like it ain't one of the greatest movies. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I mean, I mean, how, I can't turn it off. You know, God. yeah. Just the diner scene where he comes into Aretha's diner. Oh like, my God! I, I watch that scene over and over. It's unreal. But that's one of my tops. But then, if you get into real cinema, Raging Bull to me is like. Mm. I'm a huge boxing fan, and and uh, what he did with the Jake LaMotta story was just. I mean. And in black and white, and it just and that came out that came out what 1980? Yeah, somewhere around 80, 81. 80. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean that film is just incredible. It's just that was just on Showtime the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's and so and I, I sat there and it was funny. We were just talking to Laura. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna cut uh, you off in a yeah. second, but it talks so we were just talking. We had Laurie on our last episode, and he was talking about how movies in the back in the day, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, it was right. it was a lot of two shots. They let the whole scene play out in the shot. Oh, yeah. And I was watching it with Kelly. Uh, maybe I was watching. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Kelly, or uh, maybe it was my son was sitting next to me, and he was sitting there and he's going kind of like, I, I don't. What am I watching? Like, why isn't it going to the next cut? Like, it's it's this is taking too long. This is kind of boring, right? But that yeah. like, true cinema, right? That's great. Uh, Excellent choice. Beautifully, beautifully done, and. uh and I'm going to go into a, another genre because I, I'm not going to pick from the same genre. So I'm going to go into a, another genre. Raiders of the Lost Ark is fucking. So my my nine year old son will be over to hang out. That's so I, 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 I mean, I had the biggest fight with Kevin Smith in grammar <laughs> school 
<laughs> because I was a huge James Bond fan. I love James Bond. And he came back from a matinee of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he's like, I just saw this movie. He'll kick the shit out of James Bond. He's the coolest guy ever. Blah, blah. All this bullshit. And I'm like, fuck you. He ain't nobody's better. I went to see it the next night. And I came back to school. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Nah. This movie is amazing. Great film. Great. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's hard to narrow down three. But off the top of my head, you know, those three are just, you know. Good picks. Great picks. Good picks. Great picks. Well, Ernie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you want to plug anything real quick before we go? Uh, I mean, make your way to Smart Castle Cinemas. Come see a movie. Support the independent theaters. I mean, fuck streaming. Uh, you know, we're in Atlantic Islands. We're cheap. We're inexpensive. Come there. Bring your movies to us. Uh, we'll give you a great deal to show your independent movies. Uh, and check out our website, uh, smodcastlecinemas.com, for our upcoming events. Um, and look forward to What Lives Here that I star and produce with my boy Troy Burbank. Uh, what Lives Here will be coming out in a few months. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, and look out, please, in the spring, the 430 movie that I got to uh, have a small cameo in, but ultimately got to uh, produce with my boy Kevin Smith that uh, we filmed in Atlantic Highlands and Leonardo. And uh, very excited about that. Big nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Man, thank you so much, it, though, man. Really, really appreciate it. Hang on here with for a second with us. So, uh, yep. Another, another great guest, man. Awesome. Great another, another great conversation about independent filmmaking, New Jersey. I think I come out of that is just it's the hustle, man. Just do the hustle. Do the hustle. A lot of hustle. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for uh, for watching. Our show is brought to you by our sponsor, Central Jersey Nursery in Hillsborough, New Jersey. So make sure it's a, we are in the holiday season. So go out there, get your uh, Christmas tree, get your uh, poinsettia. Your poinsettia. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, hey, don't eat the poinsettia, eh? <laughs> don't let the dogs eat the poinsettia. Hey, Give them poinsettia key, you know? over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Guys, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's that's my other meeting coming in. It's like right. standing already. Go ahead, Ernie. Oh. Thank you so much, guys. Welcome to the 624 Pod, your home for all things independent films. We're going to discuss all the positives and negatives when it comes to independent filmmaking. We're going to have incredible guests from the film industry talk about behind-the-scenes experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how the industry has changed in the past 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, minutes, hours, years. years. That's the point. It's always changing. And of course, we will always focus on independent filmmaking right here in our state of New Jersey. I'm Tom Baldinger. And I'm Mark Argadana. All right, let's do this.